There's a conspiracy afoot that's pulling the world into darkness. Information is the new battlefield. Propaganda, disinformation, and media manipulation dominate the minds of the public. Join us on the Dark to Light Show as we remove the head of the snake and expose media censorship, social and cultural engineering, and the unfolding global conspiracy of the New World Order. All right, welcome back to the Dr. Light Show. My name is Josh, here with Jim Price. Jim? Hello. Hello. How are we we doing today, my man? Doing good, man. Doing good. Good to have you back. How was uh, New York? uh, It was great. We celebrated uh, my my brother's 50th birthday. And actually, the funny thing is, is today is his actual birthday. So so happy Uh, birthday, Jason Reed out there, 50 years old, man, still kicking. Very proud of you. Rocking and rolling out there, man. Yep. And, and for anybody, J Reed Renovations, jreedrenovations.com. That's J R E I D renovations.com. Absolutely rocking it out there. They do custom decks, kitchens, baths, everything. Just amazing work. He built this, uh, this deck at his house. It's just, I mean, just amazing. I just, I couldn't believe it. Uh, right. Just, that's very cool. Absolutely amazing deck uh it was great we had a great party great time got to see a lot of friends and family so that was good and uh, then i did the the 17 hour drive home and wow. uh got back safe which is good as well i i am happy i'm home safe uh not much sleep in the last few days but that's okay yeah yeah but, oh, uh, i'm the same way <laughs> yeah well yeah you were in vegas right yeah 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 i was i've never been to vegas and not been to vegas um, and that was right. the first time I've ever done that. I, I was, I was so busy with, uh, everything else we were doing that like I, I put, uh, I got to put some, uh, I put some cash in the slot machine at the airport. <laughs> oh man. So, that's, that's how much I didn't see Vegas. <laughs> so <laughs> no, it was a good event. Like the first night I got there, uh, one Oh seven was downstairs in the, in the lobby and I, I got there and I got, you know, a bunch of people pulled up and stuff and were, Hey, it was going. And then, uh, Juan was down there. Me and him chatted till 5 a.m. So it was, uh, Did he yeah, speak no at the event? me. No, 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 no. He just kind of hung around. It was, uh, pretty interesting. He hang out, hang around, talked to Roseanne. I guess him and Roseanne are longtime friends. Roseanne Barr, she spoke at the event. And, uh, so they got, yeah, we were all hanging out and, uh, she showed up on Saturday or actually she was showed up on Thursday. And then Saturday, she kind of hung around the hotel, and then she she spoke on Saturday afternoon. So it was neat to see her. Uh, I was at a uh, get together, uh, a meet and greet, I guess you'd say, after the uh, on Friday night. And uh, I kept thinking, why is there people like looking at this lady? Like, who is this? <laughs> anyway, she had a hat on. I didn't recognize her. So anyway, but yeah, it was really cool. It was a great event. Uh, the Trump Tower, guys. I'm gonna tell you right now, Trump Tower is worth the stay. Um, it may seem like it's, you know, whatever, but I was super impressed with the architecture, meaning the quality of maintenance and the, the room. If you had the same age of building in a Best Western or Holiday Inn, it would not be comparable. It was amazing how well take care, taken care of. Just the stuff that ages, you know, stuff that gets old, the grout lines, the things like that. It was really nice to see. So I enjoyed the trip. Yep. <laughs> And for everybody out there, the next Reawaken Tour is going to be October, what is this, October 13th and 14th in Miami, Florida. Yeah, at Trump Durrell. And that's a real nice place, too, as well. Yeah, really nice. And December 15th and 16th in uh, 
Tulare, California. Yeah. So I'm going to be, I'll probably be at both of those because I don't have anything else on the schedule. So cool. I'll head down, down to Miami. Mm-hmm. I'll head on down to California. That'll be fun. Be a good time. As long as the world isn't in ruin by that time, uh, you know, <laughs> isn't burnt we, to the ground already. We, we, we are culminating a precipice like never seen before in this world. And this is a lot of the conversations I had with people um, th- this weekend. I mean, there was right. a, a mixed bunch of people. There was probably 50 people there, all different yeah. political outfits and such. Um, not everybody is conservative and not everybody's Christian. And uh, the the one determining factor is that nobody believed that this country was in a good spot. Yeah. That Let me ask you this real quick. everybody understood the corruption. Go ahead. The di- the, so we talked about Florida. This diesel contamination right before a, a hurricane supposed to show up, isn't that a little quinkadink? Aren't we uh, aren't we spoiling all the gasoline with a bunch of diesel in it right before a hurricane so people can't get out or or double up on storage? Did you see that? That story came out? I, I didn't see that, but it makes yeah. sense with everything that we've seen. I mean, you know, yeah. to give everybody a reminder, and this is one thing I reiterate, especially when I talk about the firestorm that I've been talking about for, what, three years now. Um, right. The firestorm is a, a series, a sequence of events that will occur that will begin to speed up towards what we call the precipice moment, the point of vulnerability when the great transition into the, re- the great reset begins to happen. And um, one part of that is attacks on supply chain and infrastructure. And mm-hmm. over the last three years, each summer in August, we've had series of fires that were blamed on global warming, but we actually find out after the fact are actually arson. Um, and then we have, uh, we've had over, I, I don't even know the number now. The last number that I had with that was accurate was 195, but then I heard another 215 food processing, manufacturing and distribution facilities had burned either, uh, limiting their operations or had burned down completely. And the typical thing is these are all mom and pop shops. These aren't like your name brand ones. These aren't the big conglomerates. Right. These are all the ones that were holding out to sell and didn't want to sell to the big people. And they've all had series of fires over the last three years, which have limited their operations. And, and the problem is, is the antiquated equipment is no longer covered by warranties. And so they have to pay out of pocket to get the damages fixed. Right. Then we've had a series about 25 last year. We had 25 last year um, oil refineries and oil distribution facilities blow up, just blow up. And you right. never hear any extension on the story of why that happened or what the investigation determined, but they just blow up. Um, this year alone, we've had four or five of them already occur, um, most so, most so, more so in the last two months. Um, mm-hmm. <clears throat> we have the BRICS nations out there growing their own crops now, corn, um, you know, wheat, soy, and uh, basically China and Russia building up their livestock uh, in these other third world countries and building up their infrastructure which is going to make right. the United States exports obsolete. Um, we have the uh, the chemical plants that are blowing up all around the country. Um, and, and it's just like every day you look, there's another fire of something blowing up in the United States of America, and nobody's saying anything. And this is an attack on our infrastructure. Um, yeah. Then I was also talking about, Jim, is how we're going to have crime coming to the suburban neighborhoods. Right. And uh, a good friend of mine who <clears throat> lives uh, about two towns over uh, here in Minnesota – um, in a very good neighborhood, good prominent neighborhood, very uh, suburban, um, had her house broken into. They stole her AR-15. They stole uh, her, oh, yeah. her Glock. I saw that. 
Yep. And, yep. you know, she was home when it happened. And I'm, I'm sitting there going, well, why didn't you have your Glock in your room? Like, <laughs> like oh, shit. you know, that's what it's for. But right. But still, you know, that could have turned in a different situation. But it goes back to what I was saying the other night in my podcast that the crime is going to start coming to you. Mm-hmm. The crime is Absolutely. going to start coming to you. And what we're seeing right now is systematic destruction of the United States through infrastructure, supply chain, through social and cultural destabilization, through infiltration of our politics and our academia. And mm-hmm. it is occurring at an ever-increasing rate. And this is why I say when we're moving towards October, there's a, a term from the boards called Red October. Mm-hmm. Now, if you remember the hunt for Red October, the movie where you have uh, oh, yeah. Russia, a foreign country that is rogue because their leader is missing and – uh, you know, there's the the threat of nuclear war and all this stuff because of the rogue submarine doesn't have communications. Um, I, I think that we're headed towards a, si- a situation scenario very similar to that um, in the sense of what's going on globally right now. And uh, yeah. I would bet I would bet money on it that by by mid October, um, the SHTF and I can't say that on the air, but if you just do a quick Google search, it's going to hit the fan. HTF right. hit the fan. And um, I think that we're we're headed towards um, a a very critical point in our country, um, in our society, in our culture, and within uh, the planet of right. transition to where everything starts to come undone and people begin to feel the ramifications of that. And I right. think that October is going and, and it's already started. It's already happening faster and we can see it. But I think October is going to mark that black swan type of event. Hey, but before, right after, when we come back from break, I want to, I want to ask you a quick question about your email. And I know that seems a little bit weird that I'm asking you that, but I just, I want to ask you something about email and in general and how these things go. Cause I know that there's a lot of stuff going on out there. You know, we know it's real, but I just want to ask you some things. Sure. We'll be right back with more dark light show right after this. Dark Delight on the WYSL stations. All right, Jim Price. Talk to me what? about email. Email? What are you talking about? You're crazy. Oh, email. Um, I'm gonna, let me ask you a question, Josh. Have you ever in your life, I mean, this is this is a little personal, so if you say, you know, Nanya, I get it. But um, have you ever created a, a fake Josh Reed email account? Like you're Josh Reed, but you call yourself, you know, Gator Tater or something. Like, what do you? Um, what, do you have an email like that? I I have about twenty different email addresses, Jim. But are you doing them as like a fakey fakey? Like you're like <laughs> like you're setting up a, you know, some type of I don't know what what you're. you're I've going never to done Amazon, it for but, never done it for nefarious or ill willed reasons, but I have a lot that don't use my name and aren't attached to my right. name. And well, I get that part. I, and the reason I do that yeah. is because of the Google algorithm. And there's right. ways to get around how the Google algorithm actually operates. But yes, I have. Yeah. Well, so, but yeah, you're, I mean, not your, I, mean, I get that part, you know, cause mine, I had one that was Eagle built for a long time. It was the name of my construction company, but I used it for, you know, a while after that. But, um, but what I'm asking is why is it that you feel like you're like, no, I would never like, why do I need to make a fake one? Right. I mean, I, yeah, that doesn't have my name, but it's a fake one, but our pedo in chief has got 5,100 emails coming from Robinware456, Gmail, 
jrbware at gmail.com, robertlpeters at pci.gov, which is a government email. Um, this guy that we have that supposedly the, the most powerful man on earth is running around with Gmail accounts and using them as his correspondence while he is vice president. Remember this was going on with Hillary, Hillary and uh, Uncle Barry. They were doing some stuff. Remember they had their little aliases? Well, it looks like here uh, we have uh, old Robinette is out there doing his uh, best to play the same game that Hillary and Uncle Barry played. And I don't know how this is okay. I, this is right here. This is this is security issues. Isn't that what we were complaining about with Hillary? That she was using a private server for government business, but this guy was doing government business on a Gmail account. And I don't know. I don't know what PCI. Well, was, was he doing government business or was he um, doing something else? I mean, it seems that if you're gonna if you're gonna use those falsified email addresses through actual government accounts and private Gmail accounts. You're doing it because you don't want people to trace the public records back to you. Right. Because yeah. everything well, that this... these public servants do is recorded, which means – so right. to give everybody an example of this, <clears throat> um, under the Obama administration, James Comey was the head of the FBI. Right. And there was a few different investigations into Comey after Trump came into office. And on some of the reports, I believe it's the Horowitz report, what they found is that they changed James Comey's name in public records. What? So in, in, in email correspondence, what they would do, so the emails wouldn't show up on a search for Comey, is right. they spelled Comey C-O-R-N-E-Y. So the R and the N look like Corny. an M. Yeah, so the R and the N look like an M when you look at it. Right. But are actually, when a search goes, it's not going to detect their name. Right, right. And that was done on purpose. So it won't show wow. up on public records requests. Come and so this is why they do this, and it usually means that they're hiding something. And so what is Joe Biden hiding? Well, guess what? It seems that Congress is going to get all those documents, all those emails. 5,000 emails. That's a lot of emails. I mean, I don't even know if I've got, do I have, I'm, I'm going to check here real quick. How many, five, do I have 5,000 emails in all of my email boxes? Because I keep mine pretty clean. Um, no, I don't think I have, I may get a lot of dumb emails, but I don't think I have 5,000 correspondence emails that I have. Oh, well, anyway, this, this folks, is what I want people to see. Yeah. Is that right now, Joe Biden and the Democrats are on a sinking ship. They screwed mm -hmm. up. And so what they're doing is no holds barred. This is why they're politically attacking Donald Trump. And it, yes, it is political attack of a, of a political opponent. Um, it is persecution with the weaponization of the Department of Justice. But this is also why you're seeing the ramping up globally of, oh, mm -hmm. no, we got a new COVID variant. Everybody needs to get their vaccines. Joe Biden's going to mandate vaccines. Yeah. Because they want to produce a distraction that could spark civil war and allow them to take control. That's what they want. They want a situation to where they can take control that it looks like we are at fault and uh, they have to step in and save us. Oh, yeah. Sa safety first, Josh. It's always about your safety. We're here, to, we're here to help you, buddy. Don't you worry about that. Let's just sit in this cage until we get back to you and you'll be safe. You'll be fine. Don't worry about a thing. I don't understand that. Well, I, I just uh, – go ahead. 
Well, our buddy Chris Sky was actually talking about this on a podcast the other day. Right. Is that uh, so? A few things. My buddy Ben Stewart. Anybody uh-huh. doesn't know Ben Stewart out there, you can go to uh, benjosephstewart.com. Uh, amazing human being. Uh, just with the work that he does, investigative research, he broke. He's been breaking this stuff about the Great Reset since the early 2000s. Okay, he was talking right. about Agenda 21 and Codex Alimentarius before people even knew what that stuff was. Um, but Ben came out and he was talking about how, like, you have the Terra Carta Project with King Charles. You have all these other philanthropy organizations that are going out there trying to preserve nature. They're buying up all this different private land and putting it under nature preserves under their philanthropies. Well, what is the the kind of agenda behind the global warming thing? Well, the, the top idea is that mankind is bad to the planet, that mankind hurts the planet, and the planet is reacting to mankind's damage, where <laughs> mankind is dangerous to the planet. Mm. And so... This is what happens next is that they say, hey, you guys are hurting the planet because of global warming. So we're going to put all of the private land and public land um, under under these trusts so these people can preserve it and take care of it. But then nature becomes off limits. And you say, well, if nature's off limits, then, then what happens with us? Well, this is basically a psyop to get you into a forced prison. These smart mm-hmm. cities, these 15-minute smart cities that are being built up, basically what you have is you have um, uh, like a skyscraper. The first like 30 floors on the top are all living areas, 1,000 square feet living areas. The middle areas are all like retail shops and food and um, shopping markets. And then the bottom area is like business office buildings and this type of stuff um, or you know workout gyms, these types of stuff. But there's like little mm-hmm. or no parking facilities because they don't want people to have cars. But everything with that you need to survive, even the school, will be in this building. Your work will be remotely, work from home. Kids will go to school right. in the building, which means that you won't be walking more than five kilometers away from that building. Well, what is it? That's a prison. This is self-imprisonment yeah. is what they want. They want people to give up the lifestyle, realize that there are harm to nature, and imprison themselves in 15-minute cities. Yeah. This is a new type of slavery that is coming about right now, and that's that's the God's honest truth for everybody out there. That this is the agenda that these people are pushing. And they're even going to pay you a stipend to stay in this prison called UBI, Universal Basic Income. Wow. I just I, I look at people right now, and the sad part of this is, is I think there's a section of people out there that don't – they're like, okay. Because they say statistically there's only like what, 1% or 2% of the world's population that ever leaves their country to go on vacation. And then if you think about that as well, you know, most people will never leave a 20-mile radius of where they were born uh, their entire life. And then there's a small, you know, then there's a percentage that, yeah, they'll, they'll never leave their state. I mean, this is, the, the problem is, guys, we all talk like, yeah, we want freedom. We want to live, you know, we, we want to live wildly across America. But when you have that freedom, do you even partake in it? Do you participate in the system of going out and, and traveling this country and seeing what this country has to offer? I've told you guys that on the show a dozen times. Go just get in the car on a Saturday morning and go drive for three hours. Go find something and go spend time there and then spend three hours coming back and, and spend the day in another part of the state, another part of the country that you haven't been to. And all you got to do is to buy a tank of gas. I mean, this is a silly part of it is we don't even try to venture out and we're all, we're all mad they're going to do 15-minute cities. Well, what do you, why do you think there's a Lowe's every 15 miles? 
Why do you think there's a home there's a Home Depot every 15 miles? Why do you think there's a Starbucks every so many miles? Why do you think there's a McDonald's? Because they know how you guys operate. They watch you guys. So honestly, as much as we, me and Josh are saying, guys, listen, don't go to the cage. Don't get in the, don't go in the mousetrap. Don't do it. A lot of you guys, I don't know, would you even notice your life was different? Because you're not even participating in the country you have. Right. Absolutely. And so that's my question for everybody out there. I, I'm actually, <clears throat> by this next break, I'm going to be gone after this break because I have to get on another interview on another channel to talk about this type of stuff that's happening right now. But this is what I ask you, is what are you going to do? How are you going to rise up, stand up, speak up? How are you going to fight back? And I know what people typically go towards. We go towards that <clears throat> that lower dimensionality of like, oh, I got my guns and now I'm going to fight back. And here, here's the thing is the only thing that we're going to be fighting with that is each other. Mm-hmm. Is that this battleground of fighting our government for control back over the narrative, control back over our freedom, our rights, that has to happen with information. That has to happen with the informed populace, with the public, with the numbers that rise up in contention of their tyranny, with the mm-hmm. changing of our local, our state governments. That's how this really happens is you have to be able to trust your local politicians in your town, your village, your, your, your small city with your county. And when they become on board – you know that you are safe to a certain degree, and now that that can expand from that point. And there is a lot of states out there that are safe but are still being hijacked. Uh, Missouri, yeah. for instance. Missouri, I mean, I was just in Missouri, and it's Trump everywhere. Trump, 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 Trump. But you go to the airport, and they have all gender, all neutral gender bathrooms. <laughs> and so, you know, indoctrination is coming uh, within those centers. So – What I urge people to do out there is, you know, write down a list of things that you can do, things that you can go out there, how to inform people, how to take back your local politics. And you know what? One of the best ways to take back your local politics is run for office. As you run for office, as you go out there and get on the ballot. All right, guys, I'm out of here for the day. I'll see you guys tomorrow. With me and Dr. Kirk Elliott and Jim Price. Jim Price got the show for the rest of the day. I gotta go jump on an interview. Sure. Much love, respect. God bless you guys. Jim, you have the con. <laughs> Very good, sir. We'll see you guys in a minute. WYSL stations. All right, welcome back, everybody, to the Dark Delight Show. I'm your host, your Jim Price. Thank you guys so much for being here. As we continue on through these days where we we have the credibility issue of the people who want to tell other people they're wrong. And this is, this is guys, unless you've got your glass house all polished up and, and you're over there counseling Jesus on his sins. I mean, we got to be really careful about how we, how we point our finger at other people. Correct. I mean, this is what we talked about is, you know, snitches get stitches, you know, we don't snitch each other out, but you know, at the same time, you know, there's, I just, I, if you're going to point out somebody else's sins, you really got to be good about yourself. You got to be working on you, doing your thing, right? Isn't that what we're supposed to do in this whole thing? Well, our Fulton County District Attorney, Fannie Willis, she's got herself a bit of a credibility issue here. And she says that, you know, you know, she's, you know, she's doing this for, she's doing this for that perfect election that Georgia had. Remember, Governor Kemp claims, he proclaims over and over again, 
how perfect the election was in Georgia. And I want to I want to give him all the credit in the world. I mean, why not? If you had a perfect election, wouldn't you want some guy repeating it over and over again on the radio about your perfection? I mean, you should be proud of this, Camp. What are you worried about? Well, anyway, Fulton County District Attorney Fannie Willis, who has hit President Trump with 18, uh, President Trump and 18 others uh, on challenging the 2020 presidential election in Georgia, has her fair share of criticism of the election process in Georgia herself. Hmm, this is not going to end well. And again, this is that stupid part where we have people out there who think that they're all holy and moly, uh, holy and moly, and uh, higher than thou, and God bless you, whatever. They're just great people, and then they go around and charge people with crimes that one of them that they have tr- they have charged Trump with is the death penalty. Now, guys, I want to point out something to you guys. If that one of the the crimes that you had committed or I committed or whatever carried the death penalty, you think they're going to give us two weeks to turn ourselves in? I mean, if he was really the threat that 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 allows for the death penalty. Shouldn't they have been immediately swatting this guy and getting in there, breaking the door down, arresting him, throwing him on the ground, do that whole thing? I mean, that's what that's how we treat each other anyway. Why did he get to fly his private jet with an ambulance chase and police escort and all those other things while the pedo in chief is on the beach in a lawn chair with no security around him? Guys, I you've got to look at the optics of this, and it does not go away when you just look at I, I'm just doing simple observation of. I mean, you could put uh, Biden visits uh, Ukraine, and in February you can see the video where in worn torn Ukraine he wore he rode a train car for three hours, a 1950s train car for three hours across Ukraine to then get to Kiev or Kiev, and then um, he walked around in in, sh- in high water slacks and no coat, and it was sunny. And no snow anywhere, but if you look at the weather forecast for Kiev that day, it was the day before was 32 and snowy, and the day of his arrival was 32 and snowing. Guys, there's just too many things that don't make sense. Trump had two ambulances with him when he was leaving uh, the Fulton County Jail, yet uh, Joe is in Maui in Air Force Two, which has been, since been retired as far as I thought when the new planes arrived. But anyway, what do I know? But he didn't have an ambulance chase. He didn't have state police escort front and back. He didn't have the turret vehicle. He didn't. He showed up in Ukraine in a Toyota 4Runner. White Toyota 4Runner. Your quote-unquote president was in Ukraine in a white Toyota 4Runner. But nobody's picking that up. All right, let's get back to the article here. As Gateway Pundit reported last week, Willis on election night took to Facebook and criticized Fulton County's election security and wrote, Georgia could determine who is our next president. A team of lawyers needs to watch them count every single vote. They can start in Fulton County where we are having water leaks. What ballots are they throwing out? Now, a resurfaced radio interview with WABE, Wabe Wabe Wabe, reveals Willis had a lack of confidence in Georgia's election process during her own election primary. That doesn't make sense. I thought she was charging somebody with the death penalty for the very same comments. Crazy. Willis made an announcement on WABE's Morning Edition on June 10th, 2020, as election results from Fulton County's DA race were still not all counted from the day before. How dare they? 
And now the Fulton County DA stated Georgia was on the national news. And the bottom line is we have to do better. They have three additional weeks to get this election ready. Remember, we're supposed to go on May 19th. Willis was referring to Secretary of State Brad Rothenberger's decision to postpone Georgia's primary election from May 19th to June 20th. I'm sorry. Primary election from May 19th to June 9th due to the COVID restrictions. And so it goes on here. Willis spoke to WB's closer look on Wednesday afternoon. She says that the state's election process is steeped in problems. Steeped in problems. Are you criticizing the government? How dare you? How dare you? How dare you? I mean, this is what we've talked about, folks. Us patriots, we don't question our government. Our government is omnipotent and has all-knowing and and has all this amazing wisdom and power and strength to create this uh, utopian effect of humanity in America. Thank you so much for my, my government. Nobody's ever said that. But yet this woman is charging us, we, the people, the people that we elected to represent us as public servants, we are under attack because the we, the people, picked somebody, and now they, the people, are prosecuting them or persecuting. We'll just use the right word there. So she goes on to say, and so we're going to do better. Georgia was on the national news, and the bottom line is we have to do better. They had three additional weeks to get this election ready. Remember, we were supposed to go on May 19th. So because of the additional three weeks, I mean, she was railing on, and she just was just so concerned that that, uh, toilet overflow problem that happened earlier in the day in Georgia was going to go ahead and somehow manipulate. Well, it looks like she wasn't in on the loop on the Cool Kids Club, right? She didn't realize that that old toilet flush thing, that was earlier in the day, but then she was worried about them throwing away her ballots when in reality they were throwing away our ballots. Our president. Your president. Again, that's what we do here. But this is how it goes over and over again, where we have people out there that contradict themselves who don't have the integrity to be able to say they were wrong and there may or may not have been a problem. You cannot tell me. You cannot tell me. You cannot tell me that Georgia had a perfect election. I mean, Fanny wouldn't lie to us, would she? She wouldn't say things out of turn. But see, it looks like someone came along and patted her on her little head and say, Fanny, you're such a good girl. Would you just shut up and do as you're told and charge Trump with crimes so ludicrous, so far-fetched that no one even knows what you're trying to do and cannot defend it, and then we'll throw so much money at you, you won't even remember that your name is Fanny. I thought you're, I thought Fanny was a... I thought she was your butt. I and mean, Don't we call her Fanny or butt? I think that's what we were doing. But anyway... Uh, she seems to be kind of living up to her name, uh, definitely living up to the expectations of being a butt. So, uh, I do apologize all to the ladies out there who use the, uh, you know, the, the, the nickname of Fanny. I get it. I understand, but this is good enough for this joke. So I shouldn't have to overexplain it. Thank you very much. Moving on. All right. Uh, those of you who want to call in and say, my name is Fanny and my great grandmama's name was Fanny and I'm going to. All right. You're also not charging Trump with crimes that are ridiculous. So we're not talking about your Fanny. Talk about her Fanny, or the lady named Fanny. You know what I mean. All right. Uh, let's see. What else do we have here? Nancy Mace to Joe Biden. We're going. We're coming for you. Just say one treasonous, suspicious activity report, 
Oh, sorry. It says just one treasury. I wow. You know, English is my first language, guys. Don't uh, don't don't judge me here. Uh, Rep- Rep- Representative Nancy Mace to Joe Biden. Okay, this is quotes. We're coming for you. Saying just one treasury uh, suspicious activity report from the Biden family money laundering was for tens of millions of dollars and then some. It's a staggering amount of money. So this is Nancy Mace. She's actually from South Carolina. And she was talking about the suspicious activity reports. Now, SARS, S-A-R-S, is not SARS as in the virus that should kill everybody that even hears the word. Uh, just like uh, the Mexican beer flu, the coronavirus that we were all supposed to die, or COVID-19. But guys, listen, this is how they do this to us. Do you understand that there's like 29 million COVIDs? And for them to say that this is COVID-19 is actually a, mis- a misquote of facts. COVID-19 has not been identified as the strain that actually was considered to be the infectious portion of this. So COVID-19 that they refer to and how they're talking about all this, well, that's not real. That's not what we, that, that COVID-19 is like saying Kleenex. It's the facial tissue of viruses. It's kind of the uh, COVID. It's like what you, what you put out there. So anyway, I call it the Mexican beer flu, the coronavirus uh, if you get yourself a nice Corona and a lime and uh, just don't hope that fart in the wind doesn't get you because we're all going to die. Anyway, says May says while she was not allowed to reveal details of the SARS report. Again, this is the suspicious activities report. Oh, by the way, let me let me explain that suspicious activities report. This is what your bank does. Let's say you you're going to go buy a go kart for your grandkids or your kids or yourself. I mean, I would like to buy, I like go-karts. I like riding them. They're fun, tearing up the dirt, doing all the good stuff, you know, going out there, killing it. Well, let's say you go out and you got to pull two, three grand out of your part, your, your checking account, right? You're like, hey, I'm going to go get you. I'm going to get me something. I'm getting the kids this. And the guy's got it on Facebook Marketplace. He's like, cash. I don't do credit cards. I don't checks. I only do cash. Well, not that everybody who sells something on Facebook sounds that way, but you know what I mean. You got the mind. You get, you get the picture, right? So you're like, you know what? Bet I'm gonna buy this. I'm gonna buy this Coke cart. So you go down to your bank, and you're like, "Hi, uh huh, hi. My account number is five thousand letters and digits long." And so then there's the passcode, and then oh, what's my dog's name and my first grade teacher's name? Oh, you want a blood sample? Here's my uh, also retina scan, and then yes, here's the note from my first grade teacher. Yeah, okay, thank you. Okay, now I have access to my account. Oh, oh no, wait, you have to get manager's approval to access. Okay, great. Thank you very much. And uh, then you go say, okay, well, I would like to have $3,000. You know what? Let's make it a 4000 in cash because I, there's a, I mean, I guess I want to have a little walking around money and there's a couple things I got to buy anyway. You know, I might have to buy tires for my new go-kart. And uh, so you go and you do all that. Well, the bank goes, I don't like the way he was doing that. There's a mandatory one that when you hit $10,000, they were required by federal law to do. But they also do suspicious activity reports when they go, I don't like the way, I don't like his attitude. I don't like the way he said his account number. I don't like it. He's so suspicious. That's a SARS report. All right, well, I'm going to finish up this article here after the commercial break. But yeah, remember, if you act crazy or just normal, that bank teller might think you're crazy and not normal. Anyway, we've got a commercial break coming up. We'll be right back here in just a couple minutes. Dark Delight on the WYSL stations. All right, welcome back to the Dark Delight Show. I'm your host, here, Jim Price. Thank you guys so much for hanging in there. Now, guys, this is, uh, this is, I mean, I know I'm, I'm making up some stuff. 
feed you. But no, the bank really does. Maybe you're pulling money out of your account that I don't know. It, it, it's absolutely weird. There's times that you could pull out a million bucks. They're not going to say a thing. You know, you could go do whatever you want, write a thousand checks, whatever it is, anything. But then there's just that one day, the new guy, he's in there, he's seeing you. He's like, I don't like this guy. He makes me feel weird. I'm going to write a suspicious activities report. Well, this is these suspicious activities reports did not get taken care of. Now, this is a problem for us because according to the, F, the, uh, the FDIC and all the, the government regulations and banking, they're supposed to go in there. You know, and uh, you know, check in on these things. Make sure that you're not a drug dealer. Even though we know that Oliver North was one of the biggest drug running cartel members ever known in man his man's history, but we're not going to talk. I know everybody gets Ollie North. He gets all they get all patriotic and saluting and all that good stuff. And I was an Ollie North uh, fan too, as well. When I were going after him, I thought that was unfair. But now I found out that uh, if you just go watch American Made with Tom Cruise, you'll find out exactly what that boy was doing. Anyway, back to this this article. It says here, Department, uh, see, the, uh, on the Biden's family finances, she reviewed on the Treasury Department earlier this year, reveals tens of millions of dollars uh, and then some. So tens of millions of dollars and then some. Mace made a uh, revelation in an interview with American Newsroom with co-host Dana Perino on the Fox News channel. Mace also had a warning to Joe Biden on behalf of the House Republicans. We're coming from you. For you. Now, let me, go, let me go with this, guys. Do you remember when the whole Ukrainian call thing came along? We knew in about 2.0 seconds that Nancy Pelosi was going to impeach Trump for it. And I mean, they didn't even, they, I mean, we're not, I mean, it was so fast. I, I, I remember the press release, press conference. She goes out there. Oh, I talked to the Lord on bended knee and I cried and wept and tore my clothes apart and wore sackcloth and ashes to make sure my heart and mind was pure. So I could ask Jesus, what shall I do to save this democracy from this horrible unruly man who did a pre pro quo oh jesus send me a sign oh you want me to do it okay cool all right uh american people we're gonna impeach him i mean that's literally how i mean i think i went longer than what nancy did to announce that she's just gonna impeach the guy and then an hour later trump goes bet and drops out the transcripts from the phone call now i've read the transcripts now i haven't read them recently but I read the transcripts, and they were fine. I don't know why everybody got all bent out of shape. Because if you actually went back to the words of the, of the, of the conversation, there is, hey, remember CrowdStrike? Remember Burisma? Remember the election stuff? Can you, get in, can you take care of this? This is your country. Now, if I'm a manager, if I'm an owner or whatever, or I'm a, let's say I'm KFC and there's a McDonald's next door. You know, I'm like, hey, man, make sure you pick up your trash and when your delivery trucks comes in, don't put them in my parking lot. You know, this is what you do. You talk, you take care of your stuff, man. Take care of you. Get, get your stuff taken care of over there. Do you. You know, don't be dumping your trash in my trash can. And see, this is what, from, you know, one CEO, one business owner to another, one country leader to another. Hey, you guys got some issues over there that's, I think they're tinkering with our elections. 
Now, what does that tell you about the Democrats and how fearful they were that you might find out what's going on and their reaction? Their reaction told you how they didn't want anybody talking about Burisma or CrowdStrike or any of the other scorecard or hammer you know, election system stuff. They didn't want you to hear that. Right. They didn't want they didn't want you going down that path. They didn't want that Ukrainian president bothering to look into that, because if he did, if he bothered to crack open the seal just a little bit, the monkeys are going to come flying out of there. And I don't mean kind of. I mean, like all of the monkeys. And that's that tells you right there, guys, this is how fearful of Trump they were in the prid pro quo. Now, I also believe that 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 conversation was what got Vindman out there. Remember Vindman? Vindman was the guy who was yet a Ukrainian who, quote-unquote, joined our military and then became a political advisor to our military and a geopolitical, like, around-the-world political advisor to the military and got himself a nice little sweet little spot. But then his service kind of came into question about whether he really did anything or not or whether he was just collecting a paycheck, which sounds a lot more normal for any of the deep staters they don't actually go to work they just get a paycheck and uh this guy he was the whistleblower remember that Vinman? remember the uh pudgy little guy who suddenly i do believe he was one of the moles and one of the people that was in there creating discord for trump and doing a lot of that stuff and he was doing his bidding he was told to go in there and keep an ear on the on the on the train tracks tell me when the train's coming what's going on and i do believe that this is this is what happened, and I think that they had a. I think they had a. This is my analogy for this, the guys. So don't go. Uh, don't think I'm doing this now. But I, I actually thought about this, and I do believe this is part of the how this went down. Is that they were looking for? They were looking for that person that was leaking stuff constantly, over and over again. They kept having these leaks, and they're like, "What's going on? Who is leaking this information?" So what I I think happened was is that they had an idea. And so one person, they said peanut butter, and then the other person, they said jelly, and the other person, they said bread, and the other person, they said Ukraine, and uh, or pro pro quo. And sure enough, here comes pro pro quo. And so they knew who was the snitch. They knew who was the person that it came from because it was the topic that they gave him. And he immediately ran to Nancy, and Nancy suddenly had this whistleblower, this individual that he, she could just count on with this super credible information. But then Trump releases the conversation, and there's nothing there. There's a big nothing burger. Well, here's the problem. They don't know how to stop themselves. They don't know how to quit being those people that come after you and, and, and perse- persecute you. And this is... This, the persecution started that golden escalator day, right? That's that's where that the whole uh, Russia, 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 the dossier. Oh, I hate that word so bad. There are two two words, prid pro quo, which I know is three words, but dossier and prid pro quo. Just oh, they get under my skin. It just drives me crazy. I don't know if anybody. I guess I guess if you guys enjoy them, I apologize to offending your prid pro quo religion, but I am just like, I'm over it. Uh, so anyway, the, the, the whole thing is that these guys could not help themselves. So they over pursued, they went after the whole thing of, you know, we got to impeach, we got to impeach, we got to impeach, we got to impeach. And they just lock onto this one. 
And you know that they, there's uh, certain breeds of dogs that they get it, they get a hold of you, their jaw will like basically like lock into place, and it it won't release. It gets in, and I'm using I'm using generalized terms. Don't call me up with your dog specialty stories. Um, anyway, so as we do all this thing, so they they got locked jaw on it. They couldn't help themselves. And so you get Nadler, the penguin, you know, these are all very good cartoon type characters. You know, you got Nadler waddling across the rotunda to take the impeachment documents with Adam Schiff and Nancy Pelosi walking in the funeral dirge. Doom, 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 doom. Like they just got these slow, meaningful drums as they... They are saving the democracy of America. Oh, America, the democracy. Isn't that what our pre- doesn't our pledge of allegiance say that we're a republic, one nation under God? Didn't we? Aren't we a republic? I don't. I didn't. I don't remember democracy being in there anywhere. But I, you know, I digress. I, I I've kind of lost my ways. But this is a sad, sad day for us, folks. That we're seeing that i have evidence i can see the physical evidence i can see the emails that this men use i can see the money transfers the treasury has it all all these different things and yet and yet trump is the guy that they're going after trump had to fire up the jet fly his folks everybody up to georgia get out do that whole thing go in do the whole you know the polaroid pictures and all that good stuff and then get back in his jet and then fly on home. Guys, that's a lot of money. And the fact that one of the defendants that's in this, now the black, the, I don't know, if is he, is he a black guy or a Hispanic guy? They're not letting him have bail? Like, why is that a thing? Why is it all the others could get out of bail, but then this guy can't? See, again, they got one of, the, one of Trump's charges is the death penalty. This other guy, they're not letting him out. Well, it's all fair, right? Fair and balanced and free and whatever yeah, whatever lies they want to give you. All right, guys, thank you so much for being here. Remember, you guys have always been the answers. Never forget that. The Constitution is uh, limits the government but does not limit you. Know your power. Be the people we need to be in the future. Thank you so much for being here on the Dr. Light Show. I'm your host, Jim Price. Guys, keep listening. WISL's got great shows all day. We'll see you guys tomorrow.